Hello and welcome to the Cause and Effect podcast. I am your host, Patrick Cosgrove. And joining me on the other line, it's the man who was more right than me. Uh, in in this instance, this is the only time, this is the only time you've ever been more right than me, uh, Ernie Volpe. What's up, dude? Uh, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, <laughs> that's a blatant lie. I don't believe you. Um, we'll have to go back and check the tapes. I say check the tape because you're wrong on this <laughs> as well as everything else. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, we did. Uh, we were checking the tapes before we started recording, uh, just to make sure we had our predictions. And uh, I didn't do a very good job on the first round. Uh, you did one a- could say a horrific job. Fair. Um, although one could also say that you know the the team with home ice advantage did horrific jobs in the in the playoffs in the first round this uh, this year so far. So. Yeah, all the you division know, winners lost. <laughs> yeah, all four of them. Bye-bye, Washington. Bye-bye, uh, Calgary. Bye-bye, Nashville. And bye-bye, 2019 Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, RIP. Classic. <laughs> yeah, I've been talking about that for, geez, basically since January that they were going to win. Making yeah. that joke? That not didn't good. end well. That did not no. end well. Um, all right, let's jump into the stuff that happened most recently. Um, cause there are two very big games in the last two days, uh, that went to overtime San Jose, Vegas on Tuesday night and Washington, Carolina this past Wednesday, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, both went to overtime. Washington, Carolina went to double overtime, which was very dope. Love overtime hockey. I think it's my favorite. I think it's my favorite uh, thing to watch is playoff overtime hockey. Oh yeah, naturally. Yeah, and I had said this uh, previous previously to you in private, but um, that uh, that overtime, you know, the double overtime game. I think four or five of those hur- of Hurricane players were in that five overtime AHL playoff game last year. When oh, right, right. Against, when uh, Charlotte played Lehigh Valley. Yeah, that game was wild, too. Yes, it was. I watched it. It was nutty. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the craziest overtime I, I ever saw was, I think I woke up one morning and I was watching Norwegian hockey. It was like the ninth overtime in like the Norwegian couple, League playoffs. Yeah, bro. So in like yeah. some some guy had was just streaming it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, guys, I think my phone's about to die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I hope somebody scores. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that might as well. Yeah, that game was um, tough to watch by the end. Just guys playing three straight games almost. uh, Almost four. Almost four full games in in one day. Yeah, I mean, five overtimes is hard enough. I couldn't imagine because it was nine, right? I think I'd even made it on the Sports Center. That's how. How big of a thing it was. Yeah, something. It was seven, eight, or nine. One of those three. Uh, my, I think it is nine, though. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. Thank God uh, these two games didn't go to. But how we got there was pretty unlikely. Um, let's start with San Jose Vegas because some some things happened. Uh, and, and Vegas is not pleased. Vegas was not pleased with how those things went down. 
Cody uh, Cody Eakin uh, off a of face off cross check Joe Pavelski into the not ground. Ideal. Yeah, not yeah. ideal. He sort of runs into Stasny and Stasny hits him too, and he hits the ground really hard and ends up bleeding somehow. I st- I'm still not even sure how he ended up bleeding. Because he, they never, neither of them hit him in the head, really. But he landed on his head. But it didn't seem like it was like a crazy, like whiplash kind of hit. Maybe there was a skate. I don't know what happened. It was just sort of a weird coincidence. Ended up with a, you know, Eakins gets tossed five minute major in a game of misconduct, and what when Vegas is up three nothing, and then boom. Yeah. And I feel like most people at that point were like, all right, this is probably over. That's what it was for me. I was about to turn mm-hmm. it off and that happened. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, well, you know, five-minute major, anything could happen. And I'm just sitting here, <laughs> boom, okay, boom, okay, boom, okay. Yeah. Watching, we're just like watching it uh, with our, our mutual friend Andrew, and he's uh, he's just like, next if they score again, this game's over. And I was like, yeah. And then, and then they did like early in the third. And then that penalty happens, like, boom, momentum completely shifts. They score seven seconds in. It oh, it was crazy. It's unbelievably crazy. But Vegas did end up tying it up. And uh, was it? It's Bryson Goodrow? Is that, or Barclay Goodrow is his name. Uh, yes. Scored the game winner for, for San Jose. Uh, I had Vegas in seven on the basis of their goaltending. Um, you pick San Jose. I'm, I guess what, just hoping Jones would turn, sort of turn it around and, you know, yeah, they got, I picked San Jose on the basis of their defense. Yeah. Their defense is so, I mean, when you got Eric Carlson and Brent Burns, probably yeah, the two I, I best offensive we, defensemen in the league. That's what we had talked about. And it was, it came down to whether or not, you know, uh, Martin Jones, if he stunk, if the defense could help him and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the flurry. Mm-hmm. Um, his past demons came back to haunt him because yeah. those were some. Br- I mean, it was a you know, five minutes of, of a penalty, but those were some brutal goals. Yeah, uh, the first one was just a real tough angle, uh, sort of squeaked through Flurry. Um, I mean, none of them were horrendous goals. It's just maybe ones he'd probably like to have back. Yeah, they lost. So I'd imagine you want to. <laughs> well, have yeah, back. but like even if you know, say it's a regular season game, still probably goals he wants to get back anyway. Um, yeah. But man, well, hey, Vegas, welcome to the club. You have now been screwed over by NHL referees, along with the other thirty teams and fan bases <laughs> in the NHL. You are now part of a. <laughs> a <laughs> you were one part of, of an exclusive club. Yes, and now one, one of, of us. us. One of us. One yeah. of us. Exactly. And I will say it, um, it makes me feel feel good for old for old playoff flurry to come back. Oh yeah, it was beautiful. It was fun to watch. watch. It was fun to watch for me, as always. Yeah, I mean, you the Flyers have sort of owned flurry in the playoffs uh, throughout nice. his career. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, but he may have more Stanley Cups, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, but now we've lit him up a couple times. And he, yeah, I mean, he was. I don't. I wouldn't say he single-handedly carried Vegas, but he was. I mean, he was. He would have been the easy Con Smythe winner had they ended up getting the cup last year. Yeah, and this year just wasn't the same. 
had some good games, obviously, but just man, that that third period, yikers! Big time yikes! Uh, all right, uh, Wednesday night, Washington and Carolina playing in Game Seven, and look, uh, you said if it gets to Game Seven, Wash or Carolina is going to win. And if I, I said if Washington's going to win if it gets to Game 7. And you were right. As usual. All right, let's – I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about this as usual stuff, but, yeah. So, Washington takes the 3-1 lead. At that point, I was sort of feeling that, you know, Carolina had played decently. They had gotten a goal back, but that third goal from Kuznetsov just – it seemed like a little bit of a killer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then, I mean, the beginning, the beginning of the game, uh, it just seemed like the Capitals were all over them. But as the game went on, um, Carolina was kind of punching back. And I think what did Carolina in the overtime? They had the first like eight shots of the overtime with mm-hmm. all Carolina. Yeah. So you could you could see that I don't know what it was. The Capitals kind of slowed down a bit, and Carolina took advantage. Yeah, and Mister Game Seven. <laughs> Mister Game in. Seven. Can't. Gets the game-winning assist on a – I mean, I honestly – like, watching it in live, I, yeah, no. I had no idea how it went in. I It was like, yeah. did it squeak through him somehow? But, like, then you see the replay, and it's just a ridiculous pass. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was like – it's like an NHL pass. You go to pass the guy in front, and it just, like, squeaks through into the net somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Tavo Teravinen goal to get it to three two though I thought was sort of the momentum turner because yeah it was they had just Kuznetsov had just scored a couple minutes earlier and it's like three one closing in end of the second you're getting a little nervous it's game seven these guys are all really young I mean we talked about it you know Carolina just being sort of happy to be there at this point having not made the playoffs in what was it ten years ten yeah. years right. And yeah. dang, and then Jordan Snall, Jordan Stahl absolutely snipped Holtby, bro, for that tying goal in the third. And I was just like, whoop, well, this oh, has just is. gotten yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I I will say, like, Washington definitely had their moments in overtime. I feel like both overtimes it was sort of almost half and half a little bit. Like Carolina definitely pushed the pace early, but then in the middle, yeah, and then Washington got back into it. Yeah, exactly. and then and then right at the end, you know, Carolina made another push uh, at the end of the first overtime. But then the second overtime, it was just sort of almost all Carolina. They had all the basically full ice tilt, full forty-five yeah. degree angle going straight down at Braden Holpe. <laughs> <laughs> Ended up making. Um, 38 saves on 42 shots. I mean, he played okay, but that last goal is just it's it was so ugly looking. It just I don't I don't feel bad for uh the Caps obviously, but it's a it was it was tough to watch his reaction just because uh you hate going out on sort of a shitty goal like that in a game 7 yeah. in double overtime. Yeah. Not uh, ideal. No, not ideal. Um, well, since since Carolina was one of the four 
wild card teams to win their series. One of the four, which means all four won their series. Jesus. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Talk about Columbus, uh, Colorado, who uh, I think we both like as a team, but didn't, you know, certainly weren't expecting this. And then Columbus, man, geez. Absolutely taking a huge shit on the Tampa Bay Lightning's postseason dreams. Yeah, no, uh, the big thing is, um, you know, we were talking about Flurry's demons. Um, mm-hmm. Did Bob did Bobrovsky shake off his playoff demons? Right. And I think he was a serious, he was a big reason as to why they won. He looked great the entire time. Absolutely. I mean, game one, they're down 3 nothing, right? And everyone's like, well, all right, yep, this is about right. Yeah. Shuts And then shuts the door the rest of the way. They come back and win that game. Um, and then it never really felt like Tampa Bay regained any sort of control or upper hand or momentum of any kind after game one. It was almost like that was it. That They, yeah. they just got taken out. They were so deflated by the fact that they blew that. Mm-hmm massively in the first game and they were just fighting from behind the entire time they got absolutely destroyed uh in game two um we're close in game three and then game four um close but got out of hand late obviously with the with what three three empty net goals in the third period yeah i mean vasilevsky got shelled not ideal (laughs) That's just not good. No. Um, I definitely didn't see this coming. Um, I like... I don't think many people did. <laughs> no, I, but I... I I don't know. I, mean, I, I liked what Columbus did. Obviously, you love seeing teams be aggressive at the trade deadline because it's like, hey, you, you did something. But the way they got into the playoffs was, was ugly. They finished with 30 less points... Uh, than the Lightning did this year. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, wait, 15, 15 less wins. <laughs> the I same mean, they, they had the clone scratch their way in, and they, you know, it didn't. And I mean, really, I mean, you think about it, it's kind of that mindset where every game's a playoff game for them, you know, for the mm-hmm. last 20 games of the season there, basically, since yeah. the trade deadline. Yeah. So that kind of carries over into the playoffs. Well, Tampa Bay, you know, and not that they've been coasting because they've just been literally slaughtering every team in their way. Right. But it's just it, it's just nutty that something like that could happen. You know, I mean, maybe there's an upset. Like, sure, it makes sense. It's the NHL playoffs. But the fact that they got swept. Yeah. Is still, it's very, it's unbelievable, really. Yeah, definitely, definitely not the first time, um, you know, a, a team has lost, and you know, a number one seed has lost in the first round. But it is the first time that the President's Trophy winner has ever been swept. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And the President's, you know, the President's Trophy only goes back to you know the the '80s because the league wasn't really big enough for that to matter before that. But yeah, and I mean, it's not like the President's Trophy uh, winner has really had that much success in winning the Stanley Cup either. But no. Once again, being swept is something entirely different. Yeah. So I I kind of want to talk about, like, where does this Tampa Bay Lightning team 
go now, but we do have so, so much. Well, to I mean, to be, I mean, the quick thing for me is honestly, not you know, don't nothing. do anything. I know nothing. The the team is good. You know, just because something like this happened doesn't mean you have to massively change things. Right. It's the team is good. I mean, it's the overreaction. The <laughs> it's it would be yeah. a total overreaction to do so. An overreaction to change. I mean, not to you know. Uh, not, not saying that they shouldn't change the roster at all, but like, you know, swapping out a major piece or something like that is not. Yeah, tweaks, tweak, would be, you tweak yeah, it a little bit. Tweak, you tweak it, okay. Maybe, maybe they don't do anything, and I'd be fine with that too. Really, yeah. You know, if it happens again next year, you know, I doubt they get swept again. But you know, if they f- you know fizzle out after killing the league again next year, maybe there's a larger problem. But it's a one-off year. I'm not a big basketball guy, but what was it Virginia? Mm-hmm. The, you know they got beaten by a 16 seed. First time ever. They just came in, then yeah, first time ever came back, and then what they won it this year. So, they did. I mean, yeah. just stay pat. No need to overreact. It happens. I'm with you, and it's, it's starting... easy to say that it's not a fan, of right? The, of of the course, Lightning. of course, sure of course. Yeah, the Flyers. Or if this happened to the Rangers, either one of us would probably be freaking the fuck out. Yeah, but. Oh, for sure, we both would. As an out, yeah, as an outsider, you gotta relax. And it's starting Over to get reactions. Calm it down. Yeah, it's also getting a little bit of the, a whiff of you know the early you know late early, late two thousands early twenty tens of you know Washington like yeah yeah sh- you know absolutely running away with a Presidents Trophy and then you know choking in the in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least they usually got to the second round, though. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess you could say. Uh, maybe not to the extent of the Capitals, but the Sharks too. Yeah, Sharks too. Yeah, Wall I mean and that's 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 been like twenty years almost. They, <laughs> they, they're on like a completely different core from twenty years ago, and they're still doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other, I think the the one team that might want to start looking to change things is Nashville. Um, didn't really have a great year. They ended up winning the division, obviously, but sort of. Backed into it almost. Nobody seemed like they wanted yeah, to actually I mean, win the Central yeah, exactly. this year. Yeah. The old, I mean, honestly, the, <clears throat> the only real reason that they even won it is because Winnipeg just blew it. <laughs> it yeah. was Winnipeg's to win, and they blew it. Yeah, Nashville got a little bit hot down the stretch, but you know, I don't. They never really were playing that well the whole year, and then also just their power play, man, like. I I have watched some bad power plays in my time as a hockey fan, uh, especially as a Ranger fan, having to watch Mike Sullivan coach power plays. And I'm really glad he's a head coach now and isn't in charge of that. But, <laughs> but man, that Nashville power play is so, so terrible. Yeah. They I mean... were – what, they scored 30 – three power play goals all season in 82 games. And I mean, the big addition to help the power play uh, was Wayne the, Simmons the corp- was the corpse of Wayne Simmons. Yeah. yeah. Oof. And I think, I think he had what two points in 20 games. Yeah. You feeling a little better about the return you got for Simmons <laughs> now that oh, he's yeah. basically I, just completely yeah. washed. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I guess it's a little side, but I'm curious to see what happens with him this off season because I, I I figured this entire year that he was going to get some ridiculous contract and is going to be out of control, you know, an obscene overpayment. 
But I think he's been so bad that I, I don't even know if that's, that's even on, possible let, at this point. Let me let me check cap friendly real quick. See how much cap space the Oilers have. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough to fit uh, Lucic and Wayne Simmons. Uh, they got about uh, they got about eight million coming off the books. So that's, uh, perfect. that's perfect for a nice six by six deal for Simmons. Yeah, there you go. There you go. They they do need some <laughs> scoring depth, some grit, some he- some, heavy, some heaviness up front. Oh my god, that would be so unbelievable if that happened. Um, <laughs> Colorado and Calgary, I think. Obviously, Tampa Bay and uh, and Columbus was a huge, crazy, wild thing that nobody saw coming. But I think almost as big was the Calgary, Colorado one. The, uh, because, you know, especially after game one where Calgary, you know, lit up the abs. And then Philip Grubauer uh, settled in. It, yeah, settled yeah. in, shut it down. Plus, you know, with the with Nathan McKinnon just going absolute beast mode, the the, the abs just look like a fun team to watch. It was oh, an yeah. extremely fun thing to see. Yeah, it it really was. Um, probably the most enjoyable one sided series I've ever watched. <laughs> like fair after so you know they won they won game two and game four. 3-2, both close games, but you know, even uh, like games 3 and games 5, like just hilarious to watch because it's just like, well, there's another one. Well, there's another one, and they're just dominating this Calgary team that offensively like ran over the Western Conference all season. Johnny Gaudreau yeah. just I don't, I don't even know what he just didn't even show up, basically. It felt like nobody showed up for that uh, for that series for Calgary, except for Kachuk, almost it felt like he was the only one that yeah, seemed man, like he was actually uh, making an impact. It's little guys in the playoffs who just can't handle it, you know. <laughs> and uh, obviously, Sam Bennett's mustache, of course, was oh, uh, yeah. was the the other breakout of the breakout superstar of the playoffs. But yeah, ugly, ugly, ugly series for Calgary. And uh, but same thing, uh, you know, with them in Tampa, although maybe, you know, go get a goalie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Mike Smith is, is the answer. Really got to carry there. Yeah. Right? I mean, does that does that not feel like the, all right, this is it, this is the Mike Smith you're going to get, and that's, it's not going to get better? Yeah, most likely. And I just, I don't understand why, you know, Riddick was never even considered. He didn't even play. Yeah. It had to be he was hurt or something. So yeah, because I remember we we had talked about this before the playoffs started. Like, who are they going with? Right. Yeah, we did. And, we and I like, thought they should have gone with Riddick. Yeah. And I think you were yeah. you were on that boat too. So no, I mean ultimately, I think we both came to the conclusion where I was just like they're probably just going to go with Mike Smith. Right. <laughs> and of course, that didn't uh, go well. Considering he hasn't had a good year at all. No, I uh, had a good game one. And everyone was all excited. Like, wow, they made the right choice. Well, nope, they didn't. Yeah. Did not end up working out for them. He's still cashing checks from that, you know, 
season or two he had eight years ago with with Phoenix, with Arizona, or yeah. Phoenix rather. Yeah, at the time. they were Phoenix at the time when they, when they made yeah. the conference finals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one, bef- last series I want to talk about before we get to um, round two because eh, St. Louis, Winnipeg. Congrats to St. Louis. It wasn't. It wasn't that interesting of a series. It had some moments, but like, I don't know. It wasn't that compelling. Um, although we should maybe talk about Toronto, Boston real quick too. Uh, but I do yeah. want to talk about Pittsburgh and the Islanders cause I was incredibly wrong. <laughs> yes, you were. And I was not. Uh, you did say in seven, um, say yeah, the I Islanders are going to win in seven. seven, but, but I, know. but I, I still said that, that Pittsburgh, yeah, stinks. We, I mean, we we had talked about it. Pittsburgh was showing some vulnerability, but I just figured, you know, they got the vets, they got Crosby and Malkin, they're too good. But Robin Lehner, man, he's proved me wrong. I I have been a noted Robin Lehner hater. Uh, hater, yes, I think more than a hater. Like, <laughs> if there's anything beyond hater, that. Yeah, probably. Uh, I just. I'm like Ben I Bishop been, levels. <laughs> I think even higher than Ben Bishop levels, honestly. Yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, but he has been, and even when he was having the good regular season, um, you know, he's still there's still question marks. How long is he going to keep it up? Blah blah blah. But it seems yeah. like you know, with the way he, you know, he's come out and talk about his his mental illness stuff and the way he's changed his whole approach and gotten the help that he needs and sort of turned his almost turned his around completely basically yeah it's more than a career more i think more so his life around yeah Yeah. um just he has been so impressive and is really sort of showing what everybody thought he was when you know when he was drafted and then when buffalo traded a first round pick for him so yeah hats off to him because i I did not see any of that coming, uh, especially not against a team like Pittsburgh that just so much offense, like no defense, but so much offense, and they just could not score against the Islanders. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's talk about uh, round two. Uh, and we'll start in the the Atlantic because we didn't talk a lot about Boston, Toronto. Um, Boston won in nice. seven. Toronto like choked. Toronto again. choked <laughs> again. I mean, it's tough to say they choked. I mean, they did choke, but it's tough to say they really, like, totally choked because it's not like they choked the uh, game seven at all. Like, they were just never in that game. Yeah. I mean, they were, but I mean, they were up 3 3 2 in the series. They could have ended this, they could have ended this series at home and they blow it. Anything Um, need to change in Toronto, do you think, or no? You think it's too too early? I think it's too early. You probably just you, you stick with it. You gotta be patient. Yeah. Um, Boston will be playing. And also, I think, and that's the thing. The big thing is, I think just Boston has Toronto's number. And that's something I'd said last time. Yeah, three that, game sevens in a row, right? Yeah, they just <laughs> they just can't beat them. You know, maybe at some point they will, but as of right now, they can't. Yeah, it's almost turning into like a. A Yankees Red Sox situation pre two thousand four when just like it doesn't matter you're just not gonna beat them they're in your head <laughs> yeah yeah true so 
they're going to have to come back from, you know, down 3-0. So good luck with that, Toronto. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we, we did it. So maybe they can pull it off. Yep. Yep. You did. Uh, f- like the first hockey team to do it in like 30 years, I think, when they did it. I think it was uh, longer than that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Nutty stuff. All right. So Boston and Columbus. This is going to be an interesting matchup. For sure, definitely not one that people were expecting. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, definitely not. Um, but now that it is happening, Columbus has had what almost ten days off a week, at least a week off since yeah. Game Four, and Boston obviously played Tuesday night. It's, uh, I I want to say that. Boston should win this series. They're the better team overall. You know, theoretically, they play better. But there's something about this Columbus team. I feel a little bit more comfortable right now with with Bob than I do with Tuka Rask. And Rask, you know, yeah. he's played pretty well this this playoffs, but he's had his moments this year where he's looked like absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think basically until Game 7 – Boston had like no depth scoring. Yeah. So if they can get any of that, I. That's what I was going to say. I mean, you said that they're, you know, a better team, but are they really? I mean, because they really kind of were a one line team for Mm. most of, you know, for a majority of the season, if not all of it. Plus David Krejci. (laughs) Yeah. Plus Krejci. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. But four guys does not a team make. So. Yeah. No, you're right. That's. That's big, the issue that they could run into. Mm-hmm. A big, a big game seven, I think, for that fourth line really helped them out, and maybe hopefully gives you know the depth guys like DeBrusque, maybe Backus will even do something. Who knows? Uh, could help them out, but I, I, I just feel like Columbus is, has got better, you know, depth down the lineup. I'm more comfortable with them defensively. I just I love Seth Jones. He's so good. Uh and Zach Wierenski's obviously pretty good. So if if I have to make a pick and we do since we're we are making picks right now, I'm going to go with Columbus in 6. I think not only are they oh, going to win but eight. 6 games is such a bitch take because it's an You're easy right. thing to say. Oh. <laughs> You're right, it is a bitch take, but I'm you're, still going to do it. You're never allowed to stay in six games because now, so. I did it multiple times last time, Ernie, so I'm going to do it again. <laughs> okay. And it may be a bitch take, but that's the that's the take I'm going with. So Yeah, I'm going to go with Columbus in seven. Columbus in seven? Yeah. Any, what's the what's the deciding factor, though, for you? Um, You know, we were talking about Boston being the one-line team. And you, they have to make sure that there's that secondary scoring mm-hmm. in order for them to succeed. Yeah. Um, I feel like Columbus is the better, as of right now, maybe not on paper, but the better all-around playing together team. Where it's not like they're a one-line team, but all four lines can kind of do something. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. going to be flashy. It may not be a ton, but all four lines can do something. And then Bob has played extremely well so far. Yeah, that's a... Obviously, a big help getting, yeah, getting put for a regular season. Bobrovsky to become playoff Bobrovsky, yeah, yeah. And uh, not that Tukarask has played bad either, but no, he's he's been really good. Uh, 
in that first round series, but I think I think it's fair to say that Bob is probably better He's overall than Rask. Yeah. And but but that was in the regular season only. So yeah, yeah he, you're right. Bob is probably going to be the key to this series for Columbus. Yeah. I think he's going to be the key for the series for both teams because if he yeah. play if he if he plays really well, then it's going to be really tough for Boston, even as good as they are. You're even as good as that that first line is to put pucks by yeah. him. Exactly. And and then it's and then you're sort of depending on Rask to basically all right, you know, tit for tat sort of. Oh, you're going to play that well. I got to play that well. You know and. I'm if Bob does it, I'm not sure Tuca can get to that level. Um, mm-hmm. So fair, fair enough. Uh, I like that. All right, in the Metro Division, the worst named division in all of North American sports, the New York Islanders hosting the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, it's happening. Uh, insert Ron Paul gif here. Carolina, man, I I don't know how to explain it. They're still in the playoffs. Mr. Game <laughs> 7 strikes again. That's just, exactly. Uh, the Islanders are probably the best defensive team in the in the league. Obviously, they were in the regular season, and they've continued that. Um, Robin Lehner's, you know, leading all goalies in uh, save percentage and goals against through the, through the playoffs. But he's also played the... The least amount of games except for Bob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that is one side of it. But on the other side, Peter Morazic, your boy, really stepping it up for Carolina, uh, getting hot down the stretch to get him in the playoffs, and then, uh, you know, taking over, taking down the defending Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals. I was. Yeah, I mean, I think it was more than than Mrazek himself, but but yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, well, of course it was more than Mrazek. I mean, you got <laughs> yeah. you got you got the boy uh, Warren Fogle out here scoring clutch goals. Uh, <laughs> I you know I basically figured out who he was you know the week before the playoffs started, and he's you know I think one of the top scorers in uh, in the playoffs so far in the league. So. At least goal scoring wise, but I I always thought the key was going to be Mrazek, and I thought, well, goaltending for Carolina anyway, because the team is, I mean, the defense is so good, and that offense is starting to figure it out a little bit. But it was, you know, last year they had a pretty talented team, but they had you know the worst goaltending in the league, and they didn't really start getting in good goaltending until you know January. You know, McElhaney started turning it around. He started playing really well, and then Mrazic got hot down the stretch. I thought they were going to go probably with McElhaney to start that series. Surprised they went with uh, Mrazic, who has had a you know a rough last couple of years. You know, getting traded out of Detroit after not playing that well, getting hurt and not really playing that well, and when after he got traded to Philly, not playing that well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the key for the Islanders, though, is going to be is going to be Eberle. Because if if Jordan Eberle can keep scoring the way he did in the first round, the way he has sort of this year's getting clutch goals, 
I just think it's going to be. I still, I just think it's going to be tough for the the Carolina <coughs> Hurricanes to score on on Wainer at this point. I mean, he he is the hot goalie right now, and yeah. You can literally go to any um, any internet page that has anything to do with hockey, and whether it's a podcast or a video or an article, and it's about playoff hockey, it will mention the hot goaltender and how important the hot goaltender can be. And right now, to me, I mean, he he is the hot goaltender and. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna stay with it, even, even with the sweep and having all those days off. The re- the whole rest versus rust argument. I mean, both both the Eastern Conference series is are gonna be you know sort of a a little bit of a a test on how much does the rest versus rust thing you know yeah. really matter, and yeah, exactly. Does it not matter at all? But I I think this will be uh, be good for the Islanders. If uh, if Eberle and and I mean Barzell hasn't scored a goal yet. He's got five assists, yeah. but he hasn't scored a goal yet. And if he if he starts scoring, oh five man. assists in four games. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he hasn't scored <laughs> so a goal yet. So if he if he starts if he starts scoring, well, good luck, boys. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Islanders in five. Just because I think uh, I think Lehner's on one right now, and he has been. I mean, if if Sidney Crosby can't get it by him, sorry, Sebastian Ajo, I love you to death, but you're not going to get it by him. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm also. I'm going to say Islanders in five. I agree with that. Good take. Good take. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Central Division, aka the boring division, got a little less boring, I think, now that uh, Nashville and Winnipeg have been eliminated. Uh, they weren't really super fun teams to watch this year, um, although they were last year, so. Who knows? Hockey yeah, is weird, weird like that. Uh-huh. But St. Louis, the hottest team in the NHL in, in the year of our Lord 2019, uh, absolutely controlled the series against Winnipeg, and now they are hosting wildcard Dallas Stars, who sort of snuck in, um, finally got their big trade deadline acquisition, Matt Zuccarello, back after breaking his arm in his first game as a star. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, tough. Score, you know, has two points in like the first two periods and then immediately breaks his arm and is, doesn't play until the playoffs. But he's back. Um, ben and Radulov and Sagan have been playing really well. Bishop has been really good. And they took out a Nashville team that has had issues but is still really, really talented. Um, yeah. And it's going to be interesting because both of these teams beat, kind of beat teams. They're both uh, Dallas and St. Louis are hot teams that beat teams that were kind of cooling off going into the playoffs. I know Nashville had a in their last ten they they played pretty well, but um, they kind of had backed into that division win. Yep. So it'd be it's going to be interesting to see how these two extremely hot teams. Uh, battle it out yeah uh i think you know i talked about Jaden schwartz uh on the last podcast on the preview podcast said hey he's starting to score some goals that could be good for 
for St. Louis, they need some depth scoring. And, and lo and behold, Jaden Schwartz, four goals in six games in the first round, uh, including the, the game winner. And uh, that game five was so brutal for Winnipeg, having that lead and then just blowing it. And then you think you're going overtime, and nope. Jaden Schwartz scores with about <laughs> 10 or so seconds left, and that's all she wrote for game five. And too bad for you, you're <laughs> – you're going down to you're going back down to St. Louis, uh, winner go home. So that almost felt like it was the series under as well. Um, I'm going with I'm going with Dallas though. For for me, it's I I love Tarasenko. Ryan O'Reilly is so so good, and you know they they have good players. Your 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 boy Braden Shen scoring big goals or scored a big goal in the series. But yeah, I think, I think the depth is relatively similar for both teams. And I just like Dallas's top end uh, talent a little bit more. Goaltending is a wash. Cause I think Bennington has been great, but Bishop is also really good. So I think it's a top end talent and man, Miro Heiskanen is so fun to watch quite good yes he is so good um and having you know having him as uh, your your second best defenseman because you got john klingberg score who's scoring you know series clinching goals in overtime it's always <laughs> nice uh but the thing is like when radulov jamie ben and sagan are all at a point per game you know you're doing something right and maybe uh their owner was right to chew them out a little bit in january yeah, I mean, going back, looking back, it it's not as bad as bad as an idea it seemed at the time. It seemed like a terrible idea. Yeah, and like even immediately following, it's not like they it immediately lit the fire and they started playing amazing. It, they didn't really start getting it together to, until you know March or so. But yeah, I'm I'm going Dallas in seven. Um, I think Bennington. We'll keep a minute, and I think O'Reilly will, you know, make some plays and stuff. But I, I, I just think that uh, uh, our friends, our our buddy's boy Rupe Hints, is going to come up clutch and uh, <laughs> and win the series for Dallas in Game Seven. So that's that's where I'm at. Serial so in Dallas in seven. I'm going Dallas in seven. I'm going St. Louis in six. Ooh, what a bitch pick. Oh, what a bitch pick. I was the one that was saying that's a bitch pick. That was you. So I like no. the six game number. It's, it works. It works. It never seems like it really goes that way, but. It, it's always like the easy option when you're like, oh, I think it's going to be a close series, but I don't think it's going seven. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. No. Any, any particular reason why you're favoring the Blues other than Bennington or. I think it's gonna. I think Bennington's gonna outplay Ben Bishop, which I think you'll. I think you'd like that answer. So, I don't hate it. I don't yeah, hate no, it. I can tell. Although I don't hate Ben Bishop as much now that he's not on Tampa. So, <laughs> <laughs> now it's last harsh, year I sort of yeah. Last year I sort of felt bad for him, uh, but this year yeah, I'm back on the. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Ben Bishop. So yeah, I'll, I'm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, Bennington did play really, really well. Um, so far, except for 
except for game three um, yeah. against the Jets. But, you know, otherwise, I mean, you'll take one game out of six that he has a bad one. And that's – I mean, uh, I, no, how, no matter how much the Jets had struggled, mm-hmm. they're, they're clearly a very good team. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of had expected that he would kind of get chased out at least one. I'm surprised it was only mm-hmm. one, but one game I'll take against a really good Winnipeg Jets team, even if they have been struggling. But All right, Ernie, last series we got to talk about is in the Pacific Division, Colorado Avalanche taking on the San Jose Sharks. Colorado, obviously, as we all know, um, not in the Pacific Division, but they're a wild card team, and that's how <laughs> that's how it works. So that's how yeah. <laughs> that's no co- that, no complaining. No complaining, guys. Um, San Jose. I hear a single complaint. San Jose. We obviously talked about their epic Game Seven victory royale over the yes. Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Truly an epic hockey moment. Absolutely. Um, congr- again, once again, congrats to Vegas. Welcome to the fraternity of uh, NHL fans whose teams have absolutely been robbed by by uh, refereeing. Just know <laughs> that um, the refs hate everybody, uh, especially your team, and especially my team. So no, most only your team. Only your, you're right. It's only your yeah. team. It doesn't matter Gary who you're Bettman a fan of. Specifically planning for your team to fail. Yes, and he's Just specifically you. planning for your rival. To win it all. That's so, true. yeah. Uh, it's very true. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, we talked about both of these series, or they're both of these teams' first round series already, but this matchup is one of the more interesting matchups. I think probably the most interesting matchup just because it's such a, it's almost a little bit like the Nashville Dallas series in the in the first round where you're going up against a team with really good depth and incredible defense but maybe shaky goaltending yeah against a team with an unbelievably good top line that's getting some, you know, timely depth scoring and and really good goaltending from their their got their their goalie that they thought was going to be their star, but has had his ups and downs since he got to this team, like Ben Bishop yeah. and now Philip Grubauer, who has been so so good uh, down and was so good down the stretch for for the Avs, and obviously yeah. played really well against uh, an unbelievably good offensive team in Calgary. So, where where where's your head at for this series right now, Ernie? I mean, it's. I think ultimately I'm going to go with the Avs wow. in seven. Wow. Yeah. Even though this season San Jose they've they swept the series with Colorado this year, mm-hmm. but I think that was that was before the the real emergence of of Grubauer. Yeah. I just think that Colorado is going to overload San Jose's defense and. You know, Renton and McKinnon going to go bananas as expected. And I mean, yeah, Renton yeah. was hurt going into the playoffs. Had missed the last, you know, eight or so, I think eight games, right? Uh, the regular season with an injury and then um, scores nine points in five games. Jeez. 
like five, you know, a- averages a goal per game. Wasn't even playing uh, with McKinnon and Landis Cog early on in the series, you know, because they were trying to ease yeah. him back in. But it was like beginning of the year with those yeah. two. <laughs> it was, and man, Grubauer. I think it it sort of comes down to how you're feeling about Martin Jones, right? Almost, yeah, exactly. Is he going to turn into a pumpkin or not, or turn back into a pumpkin after you know? having a terrible, terrible regular season was probably the worst starting goaltender in the league uh-huh. uh, over the course of the regular season. And really, you know, played okay so far, but ha- hasn't been amazing in this postseason. Oh, yeah. It's just sort it's of been, been overwhelming, yeah. No, I mean, obviously game six, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he's kind, of, he's kind of just there. Yeah, but uh, the first couple of games he didn't look too good. So you know if he if he sort of keeps it turned around, you you, you think that probably um, San Jose's got the edge. But I'm I'm with you. I think I'm going Colorado in seven because Grubauer has been so so good, and I it sort of you know Colorado's a really young team. Um, we talked about it on the pod a few times about, you know, all they need is a little bit more depth, but it seems like, you know, a guy like Matt Nieto, JT Confer, Colin Wilson, these guys are stepping up, making plays. Obviously they, they signed Kale McCarr coming off his uh, Hobie Baker uh, win and national championship game appearance in the, Mm -hmm. in the NCAAs this year. And, uh, immediately scores his first goal in his first game in the playoffs. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I think one of the big things is Colorado is has has needed more defensemen, and and Tyson Berry's been really good, and Eric Johnson has played pretty well this series. But I think Cal McCarr gives him just that little extra juice. extra dimension. Yeah, that extra yeah. That little extra juice to be like, yep, got this. Yep, gives it gives that little confidence. I'm with you. I'm going. I'll I'll go with you and say Colorado on seven as well. Um, all right, Ernie, it's time to talk about your favorite team because um, while so much has happened on the ice these playoffs, plenty has happened off the ice, uh, and the Flyers have finally found their coach of the future, replacing Dave Haxtall with Elaine Vigneault. Your well, more so replacing Scott Gore, but. Yeah. You're saying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. You didn't. Scott Gordon was never really in contention. He was just a filler. No. He was no, just yeah, a he filler. Was. And he did a respectable job, I yeah. think, honestly. Uh, I know a lot of Flyers fans kind of gave him shit, but he he did a fairly decent job with an absolute mess that he was given. Yeah, tough situation to come into off of, you know, a fire GM, a team that's underperforming a little bit compared to maybe internal expectations and yeah. Yeah. But AV, man, uh, he's back in the NHL. He's coaching Canada in the World Championships this spring, so you'll get a – Yeah, with with Dave Haxtell on staff. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. Yeah, it's kind of uh, – and I'm actually – I'm pretty sure that Ron Hextall is involved with that somehow as well. Dang. So, yeah. There you go. A little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Just just a, a wee bit, but just overall, how are you feeling about the the, the hiring? 
I mean, when it first happened, I just felt like, meh. Like, I had, I had really no opinion one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole Quinville thing, you know, earlier in the season, they're saying we were getting Hamler. And ultimately, he was off the market. That was kind of a buzzkill. Right. But uh, I guess talking with you and your fellow Rangers fans, kind of hearing what to look, what to expect. Right. And ignoring the, the negative HF people. And I guess I feel good. From, from what I've heard from you and others about the way AV is, I think he can fit well with this team. There, there will be some things that will absolutely make your, make you want to tear your hair out. But yeah, and the thing is, it's. I know the whole the, the real big thing is playing veterans over young guys. That's the thing that's been trick following him. Even in Vancouver, people say that say he did that. But in Vancouver, you know, who is he playing over? What young guys was he <laughs> not playing right? Cody Hodgson. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. You know, he turned out to be such a stud. Am I right? Yeah, seriously. Um, I mean, and really in New York, I mean, what young guys was he seriously hindering the development with? You guys were in, you know, a win now mode. Right. Like you guys wanted to, to push forward. I mean, Buchnevich, that w- that's the most likely thing or the most uh, common thing I've heard. Yeah. But it seems like he even struggled this year. And talking with uh, Quinn, um, He's kind of found he kind of found like a rhythm as the year went on this year. Mm-hmm. I think so, I think the biggest issue for AV is just communication, and we've talked about yeah. this off air. But if if he's not you know if he can you know improve that aspect with the younger guys, and you do have you know obviously you have a pretty good vet core of Drew and Voracek and all all these guys, but you do have a really young team. I mean, your number one defenseman is twenty two years old. Yeah, we're ab- like, about to be we're 22 second, years old. So. I think we're the second youngest team in the NHL. Yeah, so if he can you know, improve the communication in that regard, I think he'll be fine. I think some of the stuff about system-wise, I mean, it tends to be overstated a little bit in the NHL, but because if you know, if you got guys like Dan Girardi playing in a system like AVs, yeah, it's not going to work, but if you got a guy like Provorov playing in that system, it's probably going to work pretty well because Provorov's really good. Yeah. So if you have good players, it wor- you know, <laughs> you win. Yeah, it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, you have good players, it works. It just works. But, uh, Ernie, I will say this portends well for you uh, because AV has made his bones on the backs of two all-time Hall of Fame goaltenders. And, and he's got a third, so, you know. <laughs> and I was, I, was gonna, I was about to say <laughs> – I don't think he'd come back if he didn't think he had a third. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. You mentioned uh, Joel Quenville going to Florida. Obviously, there were you know there's some a little bit of smoke about him going to Philly, but I think feel like you know I feel like everybody sort of knew Florida was going to be the the destination with um, you know his ties to to Dale Talon. Yeah. Um, going back to Chicago, and then obviously uh, an owner who has just decided I'm going to spend all the money. <laughs> so if you know if that if and if that gets me a head coach with with three Stanley Cup wins, and I got to pay out the nose for it, it's probably worth it. So 
seemed like almost a a pretty easy uh, deal to call. I'm not sure how big a deal it'll be for Florida unless they can sort of improve the team because they're still, while they are a good team, they still got holes. Yeah. And, I mean, you think about it now, do you think, especially say Columbus makes a run this year, Mm -hmm. do you think that Panarin or Bob actually leave Columbus? And especially Panarin, Panarin, the big sell of him going to Florida and was playing playing for Quinville. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It should, it should be interesting. All right, Ernie, uh, that's it for today's show. No final uh, thoughts for me unless you have any. No, nah, I think I'm good. All right, well, uh, as always, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, me at pcosgrove21 and Ernie at Ernie underscore Volpe. You can follow the show on Twitter at The Cause and Effect. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cause and effect. You can email the show at thecauseandeffect at gmail.com. And you can listen to us via iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and part of sport. We are part of Sports War Radio. Uh, plus, there's, uh, there's a new app Ernie found. It's called Brew. Right, Ernie? Mm-hmm. Um... If you uh, if you're down to pay uh, you know a monthly subscription fee, help out the content creators that you enjoy, um, like us, you definitely uh, check that one out. It's on all the uh, various app stores. But uh, uh, otherwise, please subscribe, rate, and comment if you enjoy the show. But uh, five stars only. We're only about that hashtag. Yeah, we're only about that hashtag five star content so um and if you didn't just you know don't say anything or do it anyway give us five stars anyway. uh, <laughs> until next time peace out peace